Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Over the last few days, we've been going through the 100 most dramatic moments in Rugby League history, a magazine that I found from 2007. Installment 1 dropped on Monday. Uh, we went through 100 down to 80. Installment 2 came out on Tuesday. We went from 80 down to 60. Installment 3 today, we are going from 60 down to 40. And there's a little bit to get into today. Some wild stories, some pretty sad stories too uh, through Rugby League history and some stories that I'll probably have to read twice for you to actually believe that they occurred. But if they're going to occur anywhere, you know it's going to be rugby league. The absolute kings of the narrative have been for a hundred odd years. Let's get stuck into it. Number 59. The headline is players and crowd in grand final melee. September 14, 1946. 1946, we're going back to here. Grand final day has never seen a wildest scene to finish a match. It happened at the Sydney Sports Ground when Balmain beat St. George 13-12. After being awarded two dubious tries by referee George Bishop in a spike game, a match also remembered as being Dragons fullback and legendary fast bowler Ray Lindwall's last in league before concentrating on his cricket career. As the siren sounded, Dragons forward Jim Hale and Tiger Herb Gilbert exchanged blows, prompting a lone spectator to run onto the field and join in. Other spectators and players became involved, sparking a wild brawl that continued for minutes. Imagine grand final day. Nathan Cleary, Cody Walker getting stuck into their work. Then people from the crowd run on to join in. Wild scenes would only happen in rugby league. Number 58, this one is called Accidental Hero Irvine. I really like this one. Obviously, Kenny Irvine we're talking about here. 1962, July 14. Ken Irvine, of course, holds the records for most tries scored in rugby league history. I believe off the dome, it's 212. Uh, He's the only guy to score 200 plus. I think the next best is Slater on about 190. Alex Johnson, he's actually 
on track to potentially compete with this record, possibly even break it. He's going to need a lot of things to go his way, but pretty impressive from AJ. Accidental hero, Ken Irvine, number 58. Brilliant winger, Ken Irvine, ended one of the most dramatic tests played in Sydney with a remarkable touchline goal to give Australia a one-point victory in 1962 with some help from the referee. Australia had lost the first two tests and were desperate to save face. Referee Darcy Lawless sent off three players, England's Mike Sullivan, Derek Turner and Australia's Dud Beattie, before Irvine crossed for a try centimetres from the left-hand corner post, taking the score to 17-16 to England's way. Irvine, only an occasional goal kicker, was forced into the role after their goal kicker suffered a hamstring injury. He lined up the kick with Lawler standing directly behind him. Years later, Irvine relayed the story. Lawler, who was the referee, Lawler said, what odds do you give yourself? I said about 100 to 1. Then he said, that's about right. The way you've got it pointed, there's no way in the world you'll kick it. Irvine adjusted the ball and kicked the goal. Pretty wild story there in a test match for the referee to spray the player about the way they've got the ball lined up on the tee. Him readjust and kick the goal. Kenny Irvine, legend of our game. Number 57, this one's a more recent one, from 2005, November 26th. Kangaroo's 32-year reign ends with a thud. Australia's supremacy in international rugby league came to an end in stunning fashion in Leeds. The Kangaroos' first series loss in 27 years. Without injured skipper Darren Lockyer and Andrew Johns, the Australians went down by a staggering 24-0 in the Tri-Nations final. The Kiwis were led by skipper Ruben Wickey, who was playing a record record 50th test. The result ended the longest reign as undisputed world's best by an Australian team in any major sport. Of course, 2005, Freddie had retired from representing football at this point. Joey was injured and Lockyer was injured for this one as well. So the first real test match that didn't feature a Johns, a Lockyer or a Fittler in probably 10 or 15 years, realistically. Devastating stuff there for the Kangaroos, but an unbelievable moment for the Kiwis. In particular, Ruben Wickey in his 50th test. Real legend of our game. Number 55. This one comes from 1973, League's Most Violent Premiership Decider. The grand final between Cronulla and Manly is unquestionably the most brutal ever played, featuring king hits, kicking, knees in the back, and high tackles. The Sharks with English test prop Cliff Watson heading the onslaught tore at the most fancied Seagulls with a level of violence that had never been seen before. Manly's English genius Mal Riley was forced out of the game with bruised kidneys from a blatant knee to the back and the continual brawls were interrupted sporadically by football. With two brilliant individual tries by Bob Fulton sealing the game 10-7 for Manly. If you ever get a chance, go on I'm not sure if it's on KO, wherever it is, I'm sure it'll be on YouTube, but the 1973 Grand Final is one to have a look at. One of the most brutal affairs you will ever see, as mentioned then. Well worth watching. Old school rugby league. Crazy to see. Let's go to number 54, the Day of the Tiger, September 20, 1969. Now, this one stands out for me because you might see some similarities to 2021 here. The Tigers' 11-12 victory in 1969, which stopped South Sydney winning three straight premierships, is regarded as the greatest upset in modern history. But was it really? South were minor premiers, had seven internationals, and were 11-4 on favourites with the bookies to win against the Balmain side without the suspended Artie Beetson. 
But Balmain under rookie coach Leo Nosworthy had won 10 of their first 11 games that season, including victory over Souths, who narrowly beat them 13-12 in the major semi-final. The Tigers were criticised for slowing the game and Souths' momentum. By feigning injury, brilliant tactics, which put them in the history book. So they slowed down the game to keep South Sydney at bay. Sort of reminds me of the Penrith Panthers this year. They took advantage of the rules as much as they could. They slowed down the ruck on grand final night. They potentially took advantage of some injury situations during the final series as well. So as it says, though, right there, it put them in the history books, as it will with the Penrith Panthers. But I thought that one was interesting that they used tactics to slow down the South Sydney Rabbitohs in that game to win that grand final. Evidently, that's exactly what the Penrith Panthers did in their grand final, giving away penalties on zero and first tackle. Well, not penalties, giving away six agains on zero and first tackle. Like it always is in rugby league, what is old is new. Really interesting stuff there. Let's have a look at number 49 the greatest grand final September 24 1989 many judges regard the Balmain grand the Balmain Canberra extra time grand final as the best and most dramatic ever Tigers players refused for years to bring themselves to watch the video of their most devastating experience the Tigers led 14-2 early in the second half yet a fortuitous try by Raiders winger John Ferguson with 90 seconds remaining and Malmeninga's conversion thrust the game into extra time a Benny Alinus field goal minutes earlier had hit the crossbar. By this stage, Balmain coach Warren Ryan had controversially replaced test forwards Paul Sirenen and Steve Roach trying to close up the match. A Chris O'Sullivan field goal and a miraculous show of strength by bench player Steve Jackson gave Canberra their first ever premiership, took the trophy out of Sydney for the first time and saw them become the first team to win a compulsory grand final from fourth place. Incredible stuff, the 1989 Grand Final. Just a reminder, once again, this article, this book, magazine, whatever it is, was written or made in 2007. So this is before the North Queensland Cowboys took on the Brisbane Broncos, which you potentially could argue is the greatest Grand Final of all time. But I still think this 1989 one, if it's not the greatest, it has to be second. It couldn't be any lower than second place for me. An unbelievable game. They mentioned there Benny Elias hitting the uh, the crossbar. There's another story to that that they actually believe that crossbar was a little bit higher uh, than where it was meant to be on that day. That's another narrative that goes with this grand final that reportedly it was meant to be a little bit lower. It was meant to be a little bit thinner. There's some story to it there, but unbelievable. Steve Jackson scoring that crazy try. I hear um, I hear Blocker Roach telling the story every four days on Nine or Fox or wherever the hell he is about when he they went to a it was like a old boys cruise thing for that grand final and Steve Jackson came up and said, oh, uh, my name's Steve Jackson and Blocker sort of went, I know who you are. You ruined my life. Heard that story about a thousand times. A cracker though. Let's move to number 48 on the list. We're into the top 50 now. And this one is from 1980, the grand final day there. I believe it was Canterbury and the Roosters off the top of my head, but we'll have a find out in a second. Gearin's gift from the heavens. Only one try in the past 30 years of grand finals is remembered better than Canterbury winger Steve Gearan's amazing catch on the full touchdown of 1980. Darren Albert's last minute classic of 1997. That's probably has changed since then. Gearan was it was in the young Bulldog side tag the entertainers when they took on the Bob Fulton coached East at the SCG. The Bulldogs had not won a premiership since 1940. 
42. So almost 40 years later. When the Bulldogs leading 13-4 with five minutes remaining, fullback Greg Bretnell was put into a gap and when in the clear, kicked a towering left-footed punt towards the left corner of the field. Gearin followed through and about five metres short of the try line, snuck around two East defenders and still on the run, plucked the ball out of the air and took it over the line to seal victory 18-4 and a place in grand final folklore. Steve Guerin, one of the best catches you will ever see. I highly advise, uh, if you've got the opportunity, go on YouTube, type in Steve Guerin. This try will come up. Unbelievable. Greg Bretnell goes through, and instead of looking for support, he just puts it in the air. Very unorthodox. You don't really see it anymore in rugby league, but it created one of the greatest moments we've ever seen. Rules were a little bit different there so back then, so it made a little bit more sense to do that then. But unbelievable. Steve, Steve Guerin, what a try. Let's have a look at our next moment. Moment, and we are jumping to number 44. Uh, this is more recent too, 2001, March 28, early in the season. Hopawade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Gives game a bum rap. Let's have a look at this one. John Hopawada and his coach, Terry Lamb, may have seen uh, about one of the most unsavory bites on the game, but the NRL Judiciary Panel had no hesitation giving Hopawada a 12-week suspension for the game's most unusual and repulsive case of poor behavior, inserting his finger into the rectum of an opponent's. The act was even replayed on news bulletins and internationally. It also led to the to the most infamous and costly night in the West Tigers' brief history. In a separate hearing, Hopawade's teammates Kevin McGuinness, Ecstasy and Craigfield Cocaine were suspended for six months after testing positive to drugs at an early season drug test. The Tigers' board cancelled Hopawade's contract, while Field and McGuinness had payments withdrawn by the Tigers amounting to over $470,000 between them. A pretty wild little period uh, for the Tigers there. Crazy. They're only a year into their existence. Will Hopawade, uh, sorry, John Hopawade, not Will. John Hopawade comes up with that act, act and McInnes and Craig Field. Uh, they do some serious damage there as well. So pretty wild times there. I think that John Hopawade finger, that will just live on in rugby league folklore for eternity, essentially. Let's move to number 42. Really interesting one here. Wild narrative. Number 42 is from 1981, September 27, Cumberland Oval Burns. Parramatta's first grand final victory after 35 seasons of waiting produced the most unusual postscript of any club's premiership success as thousands of revelers caused mayhem and closed the streets outside of the Eels Leagues Club. Winning coach Jack Gibson's entire speech contained the words, Ding Dong, the witch is dead. Then all mayhem broke loose at the Eels ground next door when high-spirited fans torched the old wooden grandstand, burning it to the ground, along with parts of the exterior fence, which are also used for a bonfire. Plans had already been submitted to build a new stadium, but... 
but conservationists delayed work on what is now known as the Parramatta Stadium, meaning the Eels became nomads playing the next four seasons at Canterbury's Belmore Sports Ground. Pretty wild scenes, winning the grand final there, and the fans burnt down. The grandstand used the fence pillars uh, for a bonfire as well. Parramatta obviously looking down the barrel of an even longer uh, premiership drought at the moment. If they were to win over the next few years, I wonder what would happen to Bankwest, Comwest, Combank, whatever the hell it's called now could be some wild scenes now this is our last one for today and this one is mind-boggling absolutely mind-boggling this one comes in at number 41 and the heading is and this is the one i said i'll probably have to read twice for you to believe but it is rugby league you all understand your rugby league you know how wild it is how anything can happen number 41 this is from 1953 in july tigers winger poisoned by mother-in-law. You read that right. Tiger's winger poisoned by mother-in-law. Kangaroo winger almost poisoned to death by mother-in-law with whom he was having an affair. This is not the plot of a novel. It is perhaps the most sensational off-field story in rugby league history. In 1953, Bobby Lulham was a pin-up boy of Balmain. The 1948 Kangaroo had won two premierships with the Tigers and still holds the club record for 28 tries in a season. For no apparent reason, the 26-year-old suddenly lost form and his health in one match during which his eyes became blurry and his legs felt like lead. Three days later, he was rushed to hospital where doctors found he had been poisoned by thallium, the odorless, tasteless drug used in cockroach and rat poisons. Lulham's 45-year-old mother-in-law, who is living with him and his wife after separating from her husband, was charged with his attempted murder. Scandal spread when it was revealed in court that they had been having an affair under the nose of the pretty 21-year-old wife-slash-daughter, Judith. The mother-in-law, Veronica Monty, was acquitted on an attempted murder charge, but there was no happy ending for anyone. Alfred Monty filed for divorce, naming his son-in-law as the third party, while Judith divorced her husband, naming her mother as a third party. Lulham never played again. That might be the most rugby league story of all time. Comes out that a player is poisoned by his mother-in-law. Turns out he is having an affair with that mother-in-law in which he lives in the same house as his wife and her daughter. Rugby league, it never ceases to amaze us. Bobby, well done, brother. You set the standard for a very long time. That was in 1953. Dare I say, probably the wildest scandal I've still probably heard of, to be perfectly honest with you. Insane stuff there. Stay tuned tomorrow. We'll have installment number four, where we go from story number 40 down to 20. We are really starting to heat up now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.